Really weaning. Hi, everyone, and uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us for another episode of the SC Journey. My name is Chris Sprague, and uh, with me again is Zane Allen. How are you doing over there, Zane? Great, Chris, and I'm glad we're back together to get one of these done for busy schedules. Yeah. And we brought on uh, another, somebody that we both know from our past, uh, I say our past either, I guess our present, uh, Mr. Willie, Will Weems, Willie Weeman. Hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use my sexy voice. Hello. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Weeman. Uh, so I want to sing that every time. Yeah, so as uh, as usual, uh, this is the SE Journey, where we bring on, so far, people we know, our friends, I guess, uh, people from the industry, and we sit here and discuss, you know, how they got to this thing we call SE, how they got to this journey, and, uh, you know, maybe some fun stories along the way. So, with that, I don't know if you have anything else to start off with there, Chris, or... Tech update. I know we usually kind of ask somewhere what technology our guest is using, and we've already gone through ours. I have actually made some changes to mine, uh, but Will is joining us from a phone. This is the first. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah, like he's saying. Look at the, that. I'm all in the Apple ecosystem. I got the Power Beats speakers, Power headphones Beats. in. Yeah. Nice. The wireless. Showing yeah, us. Nice. Showing us you don't have to have 16 things on your desk just to make this work. Exactly. <laughs> I should have did this while walking, but I probably dropped my signal 50 times and screw y'all over. So. Yeah, it even says on my side that uh, you're using the uh, Riverside iOS beta app. Nice. So, so that's new. Good. Yeah. Oh, and I'm on cool. a beta? Uh-oh. Yeah, it's cool for the technology. We'll be kind of the testers for everybody out there. They can yeah. see how it works. Yeah, this Riverside is something we just started using for this podcast. And, um, you know, so every every episode, it's, it's a new learning experience. This is great. Uh, hey, we'll do a mobile one sometime, right? We should probably mention that. All three of us now work for the same company. I think uh, Will paved the way for us. We used to work for the old same company, funny enough. Uh, we're all at the same place, so maybe maybe when the world opens up, uh, we can all do it from iPhone sometime. That'd be fun. We'll do like a selfie. <laughs> Just somebody to hold it up. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, so, uh, Will, we invite you today. We're very happy that you're here. Thanks for joining us from uh, from where you are. Again, we're all remote, different states here. Um, yeah, this is SE Journey, where we just like to ask our guests to kind of get into their story, right? What what led you to here? So so far, everybody has kind of come from the IT realm, so they, they start there, but it's really the, you know, the highlight of those, that journey that kind of fell you into se unless unless you are the one that we found that already knew you wanted to be an se since you were a little boy and uh you know you knew the way to go so so far that hasn't been the case (laughs) farming se i'm like when i look at my career honestly i'm surprised i got here so i mean i think i've been in it what since 2008 before that i was uh i was actually a male ballerina dancer so i never thought that i would ever get in I'm glad you stressed male ballerina dancer. Thanks. I was, <laughs> I was with it. I was going to make Brishnikov references, the only ones I know. Yeah, I wanted the details on that. Yeah. 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 But uh, I'll tell the old, right? Straight out of high school, I was in the military. So I was a Navy guy. I got out of the military, did a bunch of random odd jobs. Uh, 
I always, my mom was actually in IT, so she did oh, okay. legal IT um, software support. Um, for uh, Westlaw was an application that a lot of law firms use. So I grew up tinkering with computers. Um, I, I, and we're all around the same age. So you remember around 97? I used to, I don't know in the West Coast, do you guys have Albertsons? Yeah. 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 They right. bought a lot of, uh, they, they bought Lucky's. Here in my backyard. That's right. In fact, you may have worked for somebody that was somewhat related to that family, no? Or is that the other family? Am I wrong about that? Uh, Oh, yeah. I'm not related. Not you. You worked with somebody. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Albertsons. There used to be a, I think they bought a lot of stores, but there was a chain called Lucky's where I'm from. And um, actually, one of my teachers was part of that family. That's funny enough. But they, they swallowed that up, that whole chain. So Albertsons, very familiar. Nice. So when I was in high school, right, online chats were the thing, right? So I used to run up to Albertson, go get the little AOL CDs, right? Each one of them were like 90 minutes, dial up internet. So that's kind of always had exactly. You'd be right when you're kind of, you know, oh, talking to girls who don't live in my neighborhood. I'm so cool, right? Then it's like, oh, my CD ran out. I got to take a 45 minute walk to the store and get another one. Upload my AOL minutes. That's back when uh, something called call. Something called call waiting was important. Otherwise, you got jumped off the phone line. I remember that for exactly for our younger oh, audience, you, not something. Yeah, kids <laughs> they got to go get their, you know, their Roblox card or their World of Warcraft right. know, monthly minutes. Will had to go to the store to get his internet minutes. Like I couldn't exactly. even get on the internet unless I bought one of those cards. Exactly. Yep. I totally forgot about uh, that. That's hilarious. The, yeah, remember you you go to download something and then you go play for six hours to come back and it would be finished. That's how slow the internet used to be. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you were excited but, uh, if you got it within that six hours. I, yeah, I was in two and a half days into downloading an MP3 when it failed, and you're like, exactly. oh no, I guess. Oh, yeah, those are the worst. Uh, <laughs> but, Sorry, but that was the the birth of kind of my love for technology, right? It came from that. Really, just kind of you know hanging out with my mom on uh, weekends and and uh, when she used to work on the weekends and sometimes when she did the night shift, I'd go up there. But uh, anyway, like I said, I went to the military, got out the military, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, bounced around a bunch of jobs, and then I uh, took a community college course and. Uh, uh, I was taking some computer courses, trying to, you know, get in the IT field, uh, like get a help desk job, got lucky and uh, got a field technician. So basically it's uh, my first job was a company called Network Elite and uh, uh, craziest job I ever had. So field technician, basically a mobile desktop support. So the guy, you know, who started Network Elite, the owner, I worked directly for him. He went and got like Huffines, which is a car dealership that, that's out here in Dallas. Um, a bunch of local companies and who couldn't afford to have in-house, you know, IT oh, support. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I just drove around. They'd call in, hey, my printer's not working. All right, cool. 35-minute drive to come un jam a printer, right? Write up a ticket, right? And charge them for it. And, and that was the life. And that was pretty cool because that's the first time I learned how to rake it up on miles, all that other stuff. So, uh, <laughs> so first step towards SE right there. Nice. <laughs> exactly because it was it was like hey it takes this many miles i get paid miles and i get paid and then you get the the gas card right so it's like hey I always make sure i get to work and leave on e right so i'm always i never have to pay for gas so you find those little loopholes <laughs> <laughs> in the system so it started early um but uh right outside of that man i really got the classic it story um like I said, I did that field technician. I honestly had no ambition. So I did, that's the longest job I've probably ever had. I did it five years. 
driving around in that car, um, you know, knocking that out. Now I did some part-time stuff. Um, you know, like I, I tried to do my own PC repair business, you know, you know, and all that other stuff. And, uh, it, it didn't really work out for me. So, uh, well, yeah, so I went from there, uh, T-Mobile doing help desk. I got tired of driving around. Um, and then help desk was like boring because I started out, um, which I come to find out, right? When people get cushy jobs, they hold on to them. Mm-hmm. So like the day shift <laughs> in the middle. So if, if I don't know how it is on the West Coast, but for help desk, 6 a.m. to 2.30 is like the bread and butter shift, right? Because you're done working at 2.30 p.m. You come in at 6. Oh, well, I wake up at 5, make it a work at 6. Well, I get off. I go yeah. take a nap and I got the rest of the day, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like guys are getting that shift. So I came in, I'm on the night shift, right? I'm working like 11 o'clock at night till seven in the morning uh, with all the guys who don't take showers. You know what I mean? They play World of Warcraft and they don't. <laughs> you <laughs> roll in, don't work. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys, you guys know the type of guy that I'm talking about though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And oh, so yeah. it is funny. The clientele like, that called been... in at that hour must've been pretty cool too, but yeah. i owe those people though my career because i i I remember one day i was i was on a one-on-one with my boss and i was like how do i get out of here (laughs) exactly and they was like well step up from health to help desk is to be a sysadmin and i was like well cool well let me be a sysadmin they're like let's do that get a certification (laughs) it's like you got to be certified in something you know in order to get transferred internal so i was like i come in every day and like smell these people who weren't taking showers, like, no, nope, buy me a book. I'm about to study more <laughs> uh, that's the motivator. That's awesome. That was my motivator. And I was like, dude, I didn't want to work at night shift anymore. Invest in yourself, man. <laughs> exactly. And then, man, it's just bubble from there. So once I, I they switched me over, that was a core uh, North America. So a core, uh, before they split out, they used to own Motel 6, um, you know, Studio 6, and then uh, Sofitel and Novotel, which are high-end hotels. And then okay. they kept those, sold it to Blackstone. And uh, right after that, Blackstone transitioned kind of when I jumped out of there. But uh, um, that was good fun, man. There was, I used to have uh, my Xbox. Like, I would study at night. Because, I mean, you know, in the middle of the night, it's not that many calls. I'd probably do eight calls a night. You spend half the time sleeping every day. <laughs> you know, they had their rigs up in their desk, and they were playing all oh, day i'd have the xbox <laughs> up there um and i can see why people you know didn't want to leave that job because there were guys that had been helped us in seven years but like i said man it yeah man some of these guys man you could tell when they get off they didn't have time for a shower they were like yeah this is wow 24 7 exactly exactly uh <laughs> those were the great days but uh it's funny how those jobs are, though, right? I mean, I I had some jobs. You look back, like, man, I used to do what? But I don't know. You learn a lot. You get motivated to get out of it. So, yeah, exactly. all, all good experiences that you can have when you're younger. So, did you? Did you say you worked at T-Mobile, Will? Or yeah, yeah. So I did T-Mobile. That was my very first help desk job. Um, not like phone support. I actually supported the internal T-Mobile employees. Ah, so if right. they okay. had yeah, so oh, I didn't like okay. oh help this yeah, not cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you so, called and password resets, right? And uh and T Mobile kind of taught me how to be an a-hole, like a nice a-hole. Uh I remember when I was there, they rolled out the they rolled out the password reset tool because uh they took analytics and they were like, Hey, 80% of our help desk calls are people calling in needing password resets. 
So they went and built, developed the password reset tool and they built this script. And it was like, when someone called in, you're not allowed to reset the password. If they were like, you send them a link to the tool. And if they can't reset on their own, then you actually like jump on a session with them. Right. And walk them through uh, it. yeah, walk them through <laughs> supporting it. them with um, the tool. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm like, I think all true, like good engineer minded people, you know, that kind of rise to the top, all think that we're, we're more efficient thinking. Um, yeah. Right after like five or six of those, I was like, man, some of those calls better 12 minutes while you're trying to walk them with the reset the password, <laughs> right? <laughs> then yeah. they're like, how many letters? And they you, and this is what drives me crazy. People want to use the same password over and over again. Oh, why didn't they let me use that password, right? Then you look at the screen, it's like, well, says it can't be one of your last four passwords. Oh, okay, I'll put something else in. Oh, that one didn't work either. Was it the one you just tried a minute ago? Like, <laughs> four, last oh, four. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Why does it make me change uh, it? Oh, that's exactly. funny. Exactly. And, uh, but yeah, so then anyways, I'm an efficient thinker. So I was like, you know what? I just broke the rules. I was like, here, I'll reset it. Because it's one click button to reset your password. Email right. the link, they go in and do it on their own. And right. bada bing, bada boom. So they used to hate me anyways, because they were like, read the script, Will. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting on the phone for 15 minutes, so it takes me 30 seconds to exactly. just reset it. I'm well, mobile, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I worked there too, but I was, I was phone tech support. Okay. So. They uh yeah, you, you were get, external uh, twice, right? You were Sony that way too, right? Customer yeah. facing like their Sony on, online entertainment, yeah, their yeah. game division. Yeah. That's yeah. really yeah, yeah. So for like the PlayStation and whatnot? Um so yeah, Sony Online Entertainment did was their like PC game division. So EverQuest. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and when they made um games that were cross platform. Guess it was really cross-platform back then, but yeah, that stuff like EverQuest, they're online. So then they had like Planet Side. So I wasn't supporting PlayStation, luckily, just just the online gaming division. No, nice. But that was cool. <laughs> so you were encouraged to play the games that whole time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually when I found out how cool EverQuest. You know, like wow, before World of Warcraft, how cool it was. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, I want to play with you guys, and they're like, okay, we meet on. Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday at 6 p.m. And we raid this. And I'm like, oh, I'm out. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Like, I just I wanna... play when it hits me. I can't be that yeah. dedicated to a game. You want to hang out with you that much? <laughs> yeah, that's why I felt bad. It wasn't about the people. But that's hard. That's some dedication they had. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Sorry, Will. Um, no, no, no. You're good. Those, uh, it's funny how vast that's grown right because even outside of like the you know because at first it was just the mmos right now it's on like the call of duties and and stuff like that how you have yeah. groups of people who log in at a time right and just go blitzkrieg on on, on yeah. a group of people right yeah. and just kind of run out of there uh, uh but yeah the but yeah back to t-mobile what i was saying about t-mobile though uh man i missed it so when you were there did you get uh because the plan was free right i had to buy my phones well my phone plan was free was did they oh, did you nice. get the same benefits or uh yeah i don't know how much i can we should say all that yeah I think mine, <laughs> mine was i think mine was like 10 bucks a month honestly. okay yeah um and, and i actually so i was done with t-mobile in 07 i think so it was mm -hmm. actually right when that switched so like it was 10 bucks a month and back then it was you got two thousand minutes and yeah. so much data, right? They didn't yeah. have all the unlimited. And then I think it switched to that. Um, it was still just, I mean, 10 bucks a month compared to 
you know, a hundred or whatever you're paying for all the other, right. if, if you weren't an employee. So it was still a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. They were the yeah. best. And then sometimes we can get those phone discounts too. Uh, that was the other thing that I missed, man, all those discounts, but um, I've, yeah. I've gotten lucky though. I've gotten lucky. Benefits but uh, working for certain companies, phones are three times as much as they used to be. I remember, like you know, that phone. You're like, oh, that's a three hundred dollar phone. That's expensive. Now they're a thousand and three hundred dollars. Exactly. <laughs> and they did and that do that. Bad. That was cool about T-Mobile. You could win that type of stuff, or like if you performed really well. So we were getting free phones all the time, actually. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, they had really good benefits. Um. So look at that. Look, we just sold those probably like 50 people, right? They're going <laughs> to listen to this, go run and go apply yeah. for T-Mobile. <laughs> no, <laughs> IT, uh, for experience. people that listen to this that aren't even in IT, I, I used to have friends where I'm from and people just aren't imagined. I don't know. They just couldn't see it. I was like, get in IT. It's such a broad field. You can be really lazy. <laughs> you can be yeah. really, really, really not. You know what I mean? There's just such a gamut. Like you can do help desk. You can learn a stack. You can just concentrate on one thing. You can be a generalist. Like, for some reason I signed up to be, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can fix PCs. You can play video games while you do it apparently. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's all that's and then the another, another point but, since we're, we already <laughs> sidetracked you will, um, yeah. you didn't do any it in the Navy. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, no. So, uh, right backtrack, uh, in high school, believe it or not, I, I, I was a street racer. Um, God's honest truth. So I used to race imports and, uh, I wanted to learn to work on my own cars. I wasn't a mechanic. So I was a, I was a, well, I was at my title when I was in the Navy was AS, aviation support equipment technician. Um, But basically if you go to airport and you take a plane off the airport, everything you see moving is what an AS fix. So it's a glorified gas and diesel mechanic. Um, So worked on gas and diesel motors and I was on an aircraft carrier and I, that's kind of what I worked on on flight decks. So um, yeah, I was a gearhead, uh, which is weird that I did that because I didn't know until I did that trade that I don't like being dirty. So (laughs) (laughs) just stay dirty. It's a nightmare, right? Cause I was like the guy, right? We're on the, we're on the flight deck. They're trying to launch planes, right? I get oil on my sleeve. Everybody else. They're just, I'm like, dude, get a paper towel. I got to wipe this off. Like Like, we got jets coming off this deck here, buddy. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a nightmare, <laughs> but I mean, I was 18, but you know, you got to learn yourself. So, you know, I was like, yep. I'll be the coolest guy, yeah. the fastest car I'll be is when I was in, I grew up in a small town. So, you know, everybody, everybody's parents, right. Kind of went to high school together. So they hung out in garages. And when we were in high school, we hung out in garages, right. Maybe we drank a few beers. I doubt we ever had any, you know, it's hard to get it when you're under 21, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Sure. What's the name? But that's what I was doing. I was like, you know, so I was my whole vision of life was like, hey, I'm gonna get a house, you know, with a nice garage so I can work on my car in my garage. Yeah. And I'll yeah. I'm going to military, it'll teach me how to work on motors and I'll be good. So that was kind of my thinking back then. So I I didn't even I'm surprised now I never envisioned. I actually thought I'd be a cop. That was my backup option <laughs> was wow. to be a police officer. I never thought I would be an IT. Because uh, I thought my mom's life was boring. I was like, ah, you're always talking this stuff that's nuts. I don't want to do that. But uh, <laughs> it worked out. So, but yeah. Uh, no, that's, hey, oh, that, that makes sense. I mean, I God, I was a graphic artist. I used to set typeset ads. So, you nice. Know, you have dreams when you're 17. You think you want something else. So, why didn't you switch over to graphic design then? Because that's like a next logical step. 
from from there. That's basically what I was in. Actually, I was in that, and then through it, I, I moved. I was at a newspaper. Is where I landed. Okay. I went to a shopper than a newspaper. I did printing in high school, all ROP, right? Regional occupation. Um, and then when I was there, they I kind of moved around and I did pre-press stuff. So like, you know, fix ads, tone photos. I figured out I like to fix things more. Okay. We use Max. IT hated Max. Hated Max. <laughs> I figured out how to fix them because you needed them to work, right? They break. I just fix your. It's like OS eight, OS nine stuff, right? Right. Way back seven, hell, way back in the day. So uh, there, a gig opened in IT, and um, I was like, I'm in. And that's that's how I got in. So it got me there. But yeah, I was gonna go to school. I had a graphics degree for a second. Um, somewhere in the middle, I switched to physics and was gonna be electrical engineer. But that's a different story. And uh, fell into IT. Yeah. But you moonlight. Do you moonlight like a little part-time extra money, still build websites for people? Let's see those signs all around. Like, I did hey, $200, for a I build your website. I, I did for a while. Um, yeah, even when I was in IT, I was still typeset ads, build things on the okay. side. Sure. Yeah. No, I, no, no. I, I've done some logo stuff when I was with uh, with Veeam. Okay. Made some, made some stickers. I still like to dabble in it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I figured out I wasn't as artistic as most, right? I could just do the work. I like the programs figured out. Oh, yeah. Um, but audio engineering is where I fell into physics. And it's not really about me. It's about you, Will. I was just trying to... My point is <laughs> like, yeah, I was going to do that. And hell, here I am now. So, yeah. You think one thing when you're 17 and then you figure out... That's yeah, why I don't... I actually... I went to art school. I'll, I'll end it on this. and uh, Not art school, but in school, I took some art classes. Like, all right, maybe I'll be a graphic designer. Uh, they might be in a four-hour drawing class, and they're like, here's a still life. Draw it for four hours. And I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I have no patience <laughs> for this. And that's kind of when I started headed out the door. So, you know, just like you you figured out you didn't want to be dirty. So, yeah. yeah I'm going to ask you guys a question because I'm going to talk about something. So I want to throw it out, whether you answer it now or later. At every phase during your IT career, have you always wanted to go forward or have you ever felt like, you know what? I don't, I don't like what I'm doing. I, I need to like walk away. Uh, depends on if there was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Every disaster I was in, I was like, why did I choose this? If I walked away right now, could I get another job? <laughs> but yeah. other than that, no, no, I've always wanted to do more. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I never wanted to, yeah, I've always wanted to do more in my career. I haven't necessarily wanted to step back. Now, I have gotten to a position where I went, oh, this isn't great here. <laughs> right? This isn't what I thought it sure. was. Sure, sure. Seems like it could be awfully fun somewhere else, or let me go, you know, try something else. Um, you know, basically when I got higher up on the IT side, but instead of being like, hey, I want to go be a, an admin again, it was more like maybe maybe this role would be, you know, yeah, more suited for me somewhere else, or or hey, what's that SE role? It's it's a lot. Right, like right. I think that's, that's probably what led us to that, right? So, yeah, I thought I thought networking would be great. I always loved working with the net teams. They're like, I just do routes and switches, and I'm glad I never focused like that because that probably would have been boring. But I was like, man, I got to get on that. That guy only has to do one thing. Exactly. Um, but uh, so I, I did that for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I incorporated it, but I was like, hey, if I just got that team, that's all I'd have to do. That would be amazing. Just CLI all day. Yeah, but, yeah. 
but yeah, I guess I was... that's, that's a great point, Will, because it's not like, hey, we're just all going to find a path and go, right. oh, I love every step and let me keep keep going, right? So Exactly. I, we probably all ran into something where we we're like, ah, this isn't exactly where I want it to be and yeah, made a little move. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'll be honest, until probably the last, say the last six years, I hated IT. Um, so even going back, you know, field technician, I hated it. And I think it was the attitudes, right? You know, people were upset, you know, stupid things, like I said, like a printer jam or, or people, right? You'd have a computer that, you know how it is, right? They fall off a domain, somebody's PC, and they don't, you try to walk them through it. And it's like a big thing. And I was like, man, everybody, I think it was the attitudes that made me hate the field technician role. That's kind of what made me transition to the help desk. Um, when I did help desk, it really felt like it was not mentally challenging enough. I, I'm pretty sure you guys have been in that position before we had a role where it's like, you know, you've got more brain power yeah. than what you're doing. You're doing like redundant yeah. tasks. And it's like, yo, I'm kind of wasting my life coming in. You know, that's what yeah. help Just desk felt same, like. It's the same over and over. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. Exactly. So as I write, you know, and I kind of, that's why it's the perfect storm, right? You know, with the, the smelly IT guys that I work with that, that made me start studying. And then when I got my first sysadmin gig, I, to be honest, with, I hated it because it was so much reading, right? Because I went from <laughs> help desk where I'm doing break fix, you know, trouble tickets, you know, to, hey, we're upgrading our 2003 exchange to, the, you know, the, the latest version of exchange. Um, can you write up a project plan for that? And I've never wrote up a project plan. I didn't want to like act like I didn't know what I'm doing. So, and this is like the, you know, this is to what 2000 maybe 12 ish or maybe 2010 somewhere around there uh but before we could google everything right you could google some yeah. stuff but you know before you could google everything and there wasn't as many blogs out so uh man i hated it because i you'd work an eight hour shift and I'd, I'd get off and then i had to spend four or five hours reading every night right and it's so many you know that sysadmin bubble if you're on the window side is so vast right you've got 80 you've got exchange that you're touching right you got sql that you're touching um Plus all your proprietary applications, VMware was bubbling up. So you had to study your VMware stuff, yep. which kind of yep. led you back to Linux. And I and I felt like I was in this world, you know, whirlwind of like <laughs> work, study, no life. Work, study, yeah. no life. Yeah. And yeah. uh yeah. it's like but two hours the, of study for every five minutes of IT. <laughs> ex exactly. <laughs> and on top of all of the white papers and the blogs yeah. that you're, you know, that were popping up that you're reading during the day. So Man, I, I used to hate that too until, um, you know, I'm fat. I know I'm jumping back and forth in the story, but uh, until That's I got right. into to true engineering, not a sysadmin, but when I got my first true engineering role where it's all project based, you know, yeah. no more, yeah. you know, I'm outside of, you know, the standard run and maintain outside of operations. When they want to deploy something, I'm working with architects. We're, we're actually, you know, interfacing directly with, you know, uh, uh, you know, business units and, and uh, the managers for those different business units, you know, understanding their applications in depth. And that's kind of whenever I really actually kind of fell in love with the job, because um, I what I found out, I think I like to interview people more than I like IT, like like the could you know. <laughs> Because in oh, solving requirements the problem, and all that sort of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think I'm because in all because solving the problem is easy, like in all, and I, you know, we've all hung out where, where you know, you guys are super sharp too. Um, a lot of times when people are knee deep in that problem, you know, they can't solve it, but you sit there and they start talking about what they want to achieve to your application, and they're halfway through telling you've already baked the solution, 
yeah. right in your mind you know you know so i think i that's kind of when i fell in love with it was like hey all of that studying i did you know in those early phases now i know all of this vast you know uh yeah. what's the term i know a general amount of everything but i'm not a master of any of it but um i know how all of the puzzle pieces go together and now it's like yeah. exactly and all of a sudden it's fun because it's like hey you know, you had this problem and I know how to do that. And this is what we've got to do with Active Directory to get this working. And this is, you know, how, you know, what routes that we need and from a networking standpoint, you get this going. And all of a sudden, right, that's when it became fun uh, for me. But before yeah, the that, man, I, stuff. I think that's what we all like over here, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do I put all this together? I don't want to necessarily be doing the wrenching yeah. <laughs> all the time anymore, but putting the workflow together i always loved workflows too so yeah well, I that's get, i get it yeah yeah i i mean i always wanted to move my way up in it but i i started to really realize or think differently when i started to realize i liked the business side kind of like you're saying well like i started liking some of my business classes that i was going to you know at school and then that those were the conversations that were exciting like hey let's find us let's find out what the actual problem is and, and bring a solution not just throw software at it and have you know ask me to implement it right let's try to find solutions so i like that so, you pointed that out the other good thing is that you pointed out one of the reasons we wanted to do this type of podcast is how we got here is because not everybody comes from the it side it's kind right. of funny all, all the people we've invited so far i kind of have um yeah. Yeah. but se can be i mean we did come from the IT side. It can be very valuable, but there are people that come from other paths to SE. So like, I, I like that Will pointed out, like he was hating IT, right? <laughs> but I but I think I can speak freely for you to say you you love your SE role or you have loved pretty much all your SE roles, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's different enough for people out there. You may not like IT and some of that could be mundane to you where this could still be, you know, this type of side of engineering or pre-sales could still be very interesting if you like coming up with solutions and things like that so yeah anyway. yeah is it, is it that project part that you like the most if i may ask i mean is that what drew you to this role or you like about this role or i it's the this role was was a challenge so it is the project part i like different environments right no two environments are the same i like complicated issues um i like challenges i like to be challenged kind of that story i told you right is one of the things that we all know about this job it's hard like the the conversation can be the same, right? Right. You can, you know, like when we were at Veeam talking about data protection over and over, that can get redundant. Yeah. But the problems that we're solving, right, are always unique, right? Which yeah. makes it every single, you know, meeting that you had unique. So that way you don't kind of get burned out of the same messaging. And same thing here at Pure, you could easily get burned out of, you know, you know, FAX or, you know, Flashblade this or you know, flash racy, et cetera, et cetera, storage. but it's yeah. exactly storage, but right. It's, it's the problems that people are dealing with in their environments. It's the way that they're trying to implement stuff. Um, you know, that really makes it unique because it's, it's, you're getting in and, and you're getting, trying to get a, you know, fit your piece into their overall solution. Um, it's also kind of weird being a manufacturer. I can only imagine what like the, the bars you know, have to yeah. handle, right? Because Stitch it you're, all together. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cause yeah. you know, storage is one cog or right. When we were at Veeam before, you know, data protection is one cog of that whole solution that they're in, you know, you want to be able to affect the over, well, you know, this piece of it would, you know, my piece will work better if you did this with this piece, but yeah. you know, I can't really talk about that. Piece. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, so I'd rather uh, you go than I don't have to solve X, Y, Z. Yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly. Yeah. But yeah. that's a, that's a unique challenge in itself. Right. And, um, you know, I know like in this role, I try to push myself all the time on trying to find different ways to influence those other pieces in the direction they're going to go without actually influencing those. Um, but, that's, but yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a big skill, right? That's, that there's a lot of these soft skills that, you know, to Chris's point could come from other avenues, aren't necessarily it centric, but could have had some opportunity to, to, to develop those along the way. Cause you're, uh, helping influence a decision or influence a solution to kind of go the way you want. Yeah. It's a very important part. Um, and I think at the end of the day, it's, I don't want to speak for everyone, but what we're really doing is trying to say, Hey, if you do this, your life will be better. Your role will be better or easier. Uh, right. you, you'll get exactly what you're trying to get done. Right. Um, and these are the reasons why, and this is why you should go this route. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Big, big, right, big part of the job. Exactly. I'm gonna take a couple steps back. Um, okay. So, so uh, I worked at I worked at a hospital for a while. I was at Baylor um, in Frisco, Texas, for a little bit. And uh, so during there, we had so uh, we we're early adopter of the UCS platform. So we used to have HBC 7000. They were into life, and we were uh, building out. We were bringing in UCS. Cisco brought its sales team in. Um, right, went through the whole thing that we went through. Right, the song dance, Prezo, everything else. Um, and, and, and we ended up being an early adopter for UCS when I was at Baylor. But the, the reason why I bring that up is that was in the back of my mind, like, right when I met, because I got real close with my pre-sales engineer. Um, okay. he used to take me out to lunch, right? We'd sit down, we had to go over configs, do other stuff. And he would tell me about the job. And, uh, man, from there, I always had in the back of my mind, if I ever had an opportunity to get into pre-sales, I used to look on, you know, back then, <laughs> this out. It's funny how fast time goes by. You remember when everybody used to use Monster? Monster, that was like the yeah. <laughs> Monster, yeah. And I remember like every day I'd get off and I'd pre-sales engineer. And, you know, back then, you know, it, there nothing was titled pre-sales engineer. It was, you know, just systems engineer. But, uh, you know, I'd be searching. I'd be searching. And he would always kind of tell me about different companies or whatnot to try to apply for. But it was hard to break in, right, with, yeah. you know, when, when you had no experience. And, uh uh, I did, I did I the always, same thing with, with, I was looking at, well, how do you become a Cisco Etsy? Yeah. Oh, you need five years experience. Oh, I remember just that, like stuff like that to stick it out. And I'm like, all right, all right. How do I get that? How do I get that? How, what does that mean? Yeah. So that's, that's interesting, yeah. but that's cool. You had somebody to actually talk to like, yeah, GSE you were working with. Yeah. In multiple. So that was the first, that was the first guy I, that I got, you know, worked with whenever I was there um couple companies later right whenever i was doing some more project-based work and we'd bring in different people nutanix all these other guys i would corner people like hey man how'd you get your gig are you guys hiring how do how how do i you know if i want to flip over i started because i knew where i wanted to get to i just had to find out you know how to get you know in that position um and then a lot of you know like a lot of people say when you first started out i guess this was a negative but people oh when you start out you know they're gonna make you travel all over the place i i don't know why that was a negative but (laughs) okay (laughs) exactly because that's that was the warning that oops that was the warning everybody gave me like are you sure you want to because there were you know a lot of people who did this and didn't last that long because of the travel right and i had Mm -hmm. work with people like oh you want to do pre-sales i did that for like six months oh i missed the family right i i couldn't got tired of living all you know out of a hotel or whatnot so um yeah no that's that's a big point right i mean you got to know that that's what this role is not not all of them right depends on the region but for the most part right you 
you're going to have to go somewhere. Heck, before COVID, I was 75,000 miler with my airline. Oh, wow. <laughs> How are you on point? Are you, you lost all your status? Or, or no, they, they they, they've kept it. Yeah. It's they kept it through island. this year. Yeah. Next probably year. Probably not next probably year. Probably gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. But, yeah, uh, that's a, but no, it's a good point to bring up. With. People think, oh, yeah, there is travel, right? You are. There's upsides and downs, but I'm with you. The travel's not so bad, and you figure out how to manage it. Yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah, I miss, I'm not going to lie, I miss, and that was the one thing, I, you know, because it was preceded in my brain. So when I started, you know, at Beam, I was like, oh, you know, covering four states, I was like, man, it's a lot of movement. Um, and I was worried about it. And then probably like two months in, I, I preferred to be on the road, um, right? So I was like, "Hey, I like I like being on the road." It's it's funny how you can kind of go with tunnel vision in the hotel, right? Even though you're kind of solo, and it's like, "Hey, I get stuff knocked out." Um, also makes you appreciate the house more. I had like a really good routine. I was more organized as a person because I knew, yeah. "Hey, next week I might only be in Dallas Tuesday, right?" I got all my errands knocked out, you know, on that Tuesday, and I had everything lined up. I was just more. It made me yeah. a more organized person, so I like yeah. that road life. Um, you like condense your life you condense what you got to do i can that's how i pack <laughs> you get yes. real efficient with things <laughs> i can roll through an airport i can get there 15 minutes before that thing boarded be on it <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's a good point it does make you <laughs> make you organize your life better definitely definitely um but yeah backtracking so yeah uh i interviewed i cornered a couple people um and got lucky. So I kind of, uh, the last, the last project I worked on was a project. I was at Amerisource Bergen. So they're a pharmaceutical company, um, um, fortune 10, huge, uh, pharmaceutical company out of, out of, uh, Dallas here. Uh, okay. and, uh, so we did a project called optimize and, uh, we spent $45 million with EMC. We bought the whole suite. Like we did dual V blocks with a V plex in between, um on multiple data centers um in, in two di two different cities across the u.s then we had 26 remote locations and we did vhrls all of you know all across these different locations um and had to build and deploy those so i worked real closely with uh my, my pre-sales engineer there who's an enterprise se um and then probably about six months in he started trying to recruit me uh you know uh he told me something and it's funny i always tell people this is that uh when when something's natural you never know you're doing it right somebody has to kind of point it out and then it's like oh okay well i never knew i did it he was like man he's like most most it guys are awkward and i was like i don't find people awkward he's like yeah because you're just like an extrovert you're chatty you know he's like so to you there <laughs> because you understand tech so when you're talking to them it's just a normal conversation but you also can right. have a regular conversation with a non-it but he's like most it people can only talk to it people yeah. but they're socially awkward um and he was like, when you find that 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 person who's in that middle realm where can you take what the extremely start, smart people say and then make it average conversation for the regular consumer, right? And he was like, yeah, you know, you should get into this field, right? And so that's when he started explaining that process to me, how people are like really good at what we do, right? That's when I was like, hey, smash on the gas. And then, uh, right, Veeam kind of came in and then it's been, you know, rocking from there. So, um, that's right. Yeah. Veeam was your first, uh, I guess it was your first half manufacturer too, Chris, but Will and I share that I was an IT manager. And then two days later I was an SE. <laughs> so it was like, you just kind of, okay, out of that life into this life. So exactly. Veeam was, Veeam was first for me there as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it, but it really that is a big aspect of it, right? You again when we talk about it, it's this isn't a profession you okay go study this and this is what I do or these are the type of interdisciplinary things I take. It's it's kind of this love for tech, love to solve problems, want to be in front of people, want to talk to them, want to understand, help them through these solutions. Yeah, and that's not necessarily what everybody does. It's why it's a very hard role to to find sometimes right or train yeah. and that's why it's definitely in demand and kind of why we we've we started this podcast kind of discuss discuss these things but yeah. um but yeah yeah you kind of want to be you kind of want to have to be or kind of want to have to be on all the time right yes yes <laughs> yeah for an it you can go i could i could go hide in my room and uh you know just get to work and shut the world out unless you know something emergency happened but you know that's not that's not the case here right Heck, yeah. when I started, I was an insight engineer. I had eight, five-day conversations, almost the same conversation, back to back throughout the day, day after day after day after day. So, and you had to be, you had to be on just as much in the first one as the last one. So you had to want to talk to people, and still learn the tech, and make those connections and research. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, I try to tell people all the time is that. The friend that I got think that what we do is easy. And I try to explain to him, one, I mean, I've, I've, this is my fourth year in sales. I already have no hair left, right? So that's... <laughs> that's, that's right. Mine's running back. That's, <laughs> exactly. That's the first indicator of the stress level that we're dealing with. And then yeah. two, exactly what you just said about inside and like demos, Zoom calls and in person, right? You could be having the worst day of your life, but have a big meeting and you've got to be able to flip it like a switch where... Yep. Well, I'm an admin. It's like just leave me alone. I'm in my cube with my headphones on, yeah. knocking out, and getting through my eight-hour shift. I'm, I might not talk to anybody for two weeks if I don't want to, yeah. right? And you can yeah. get away with that depending on what you know scope of work that you've got to deal with and how collaborative it is. But you you can mitigate a lot of that. But you can't in this field because if you're not talking, you're not selling. You're not selling. You're not yeah. doing your job, right? And people uh, buy from people, right? They're not necessarily buying the best tech. I mean, that helps, and it helps that you can talk about something that you enjoy to talk about or believe in. Exactly. But at the end of the day, yeah, if you're coming in just like dry, annoyed, distracted, yeah, they're um, they're they're buying from the other guy they know. It's a very good point though. Yeah, right. Like I I, there's many days where you're like, Oh yeah, I don't really have much today. I could you know, I'm one of those guys, I do get up, I get ready, take a shower, get ready just so, especially during the stay at home stuff, just make that effort. feel like I'm in the, the, the mode. Yeah. To make yeah. the effort. Yeah. But it's really easy to your point. Will like, ah, I could be in my PJs all day, but I get that really important thing at two 30. So I could either be in my PJs or feeling like crap all day, but that meeting you got to get up for, right. And be ready. Yeah. And there's been some, I, I've had those where, yeah, I'm not really respectable the rest of the day but you know you you, you got to turn it on and 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 you know have the charisma and and play that part yeah yeah be able to do yeah. that so i mean that's a, it's a great point no, it's, um i know it, a lot of it's really good it job. guys that don't they're yeah. really good at it and tech and they don't want to you know they don't care to communicate or, or be public facing and you know good on them they, they'll be really really good at it what they do you do have to have that i like and which is weird because I was always an introvert. I'd always say that I was a techie introverted person. And I was really worried about the travel part too, which I turned out to really like as well, Will. Um, 
but you can be kind of an introvert and still like to have conversations, right? I mean, I right. don't know exactly yeah. how to, to say that, but I, I am. I'll sit in my office all day and be introverted, but I really do like to. That's the part of that I've really enjoyed as well. Like, let's go talk to these people, figure out their problems, figure out, build relationships. Um, so, yeah, you, I mean, you can like that side as well. Still be somewhat introverted, I guess. Oh, yeah. That's true. But right. you just kind of clicked on build relationships. And that's interesting in the with your story, Will. And I don't know. Maybe if I look back on mine, I did some similar stuff. You kind of started doing that networking thing. It sounds like really early, right? Right. SE, Probably. Like, oh, I like this role. Hey, you're an SE. How'd you do it? How'd you do it? What do you know? Which is also a big important part of our job is that networking, right? Those connections. Mm-hmm. And even on the manufacturer level, we're doing it across manufacturers with FARs or value added resellers with other SEs in our org, with SAs in our org, with uh, customers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to kind of all different levels of, of relationships. So I just thought it was interesting. You kind of maybe you already had that skill. Maybe the Maybe the military tell you that. I don't know. No, I learned that, but seemed to. I learned early. You have to find a way to enjoy asking uncomfortable questions. There you go. Because way early in IT, I used to walk around and ask people how much you make. Because how do I know how much (laughs) I'm supposed to make? I'm just trying to just trying to level set here. (laughs) And I think I don't know if I told you guys this. I know I told uh, David this story before, right? I I'm not going to name the job, but I I felt like I was underpaid. You know, just looking at the cars that other people were driving that I work with, I was like, right. yeah, I think I'm a little underpaid. <laughs> um, I took everybody to happy hour and got them shitty drunk. I just like, shots, <laughs> shots. Then I waited until they were drunk just so I could start asking them how much they made. Start I sliding a napkin. Them. I just want you to write a number down here. What, what yeah. Are you yeah like, <laughs> That's what, awesome. You get, what's your bonus like, man? What do you get? Let me find out if I'm making what, you know, because I we probably all were the same way, right? Because they're, I, I would say, again, and, it, and maybe it had to do with the fact that I didn't love IT, but I only got confident in IT around six years or so ago, yeah. right? That's where I kind of, you know, to use the, or I don't know if we're trying to refrain from cussing or not, but um, I, I didn't start smelling my own stuff, right? <laughs> I didn't start, you know what I yeah. mean? I didn't yeah. start smelling my own stuff yeah. until maybe about six years ago. And that's where, right, I had some, you know, wins in regards to, like, projects that, you know, were supposed to be confident I got. But um, it wasn't until I got confident, uh, confident that I negotiated a salary ever. I normally yeah. took whatever people offered me. Yeah. Like, that was a role. Like, okay, thanks. You're offering me a job, and this is what it paid. Uh, and then, like I said, six years ago, when I actually started liking what I was doing, I was like, you know what? Um Every time I complete a project, that's a new skill. And I would go out there on like glass door and look at that skill and like, yo, this is more than what I pay. And I go back like, hey, like 3% annual is not enough. Like, if you, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, that's, we, that's, that's even, right? That's that's catching up with inflation. That means I did exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. But here I am learning a new skill set, bringing to the organization. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. You figured so. out your worth. You figured out your worth. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that was a fun time. So, asking that's a for anybody listening, right? That's the 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 first. Um, and I don't know where you're from, right? I'm a I'm I was born and raised. A, I'm a Southern boy, right? Uh, Dallas, Texas, right? So, you know, part of the whole Southern thing, right? Is you're always taught to be nice, right? So, asking people uncomfortable questions obviously is not nice. 
Um, so, you know, but the first advice that I would tell somebody is, or give somebody, right, if they're trying to get into this career or just advance your career in IT is get comfortable with asking uncomfortable questions to your managers, right? Put them on the spot, you know, but, you know, don't feel like you have to be combative to ask somebody an uncomfortable question. But if there's something you need to figure out, you want to know, man, ask them, put people on the spot. I love to make people feel like they're in a corner to get the truth out of them. Um, and it also <laughs> helps us in this field, right? Because you know, I, and I'm pretty sure you guys have done. I've been in meetings with customers and I didn't like what they were saying. It sounded like they were selling me some fluff. And I'm like, man, let's be honest with each other. Yeah. I was like, man, you're, you're about to buy. You're, you're just trying to find a polite way to tell us no, right? You know, and I, right. I asked a yeah. question that like, then there's just, that awkward moment of silence. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh, waste my time, but, waste yours. Let's go. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, I've had those with uh, resellers too, right? Just trying to chip away at your product oh yeah like let's unpack what you're asking me right you heard that from the other guy let's get that fud out of the way like, yeah <laughs> or push away from the table right I, I get it you don't like us great that's fine i'll spend time with somebody else that wants to hear the message yeah yeah no i like that get used to asking uncomfortable questions Yes, after a while, they won't be uncomfortable. They should be normal questions. Just questions, yeah. yeah. And, right. and you find that, dude, through sales, right? I mean, when we were theme, and I don't know how the whole org is. Obviously, I've only been a couple places as a manufacturer, but um, they kind of relied on the SEs to know a lot about the sales. We weren't just engineering. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of where the sale, you know, what's the opportunity? Is there one? What are you working towards? How are you building that going forward? Is it, are they just trying to tell us no? Um, and you realize you're kind of, I would say you're entitled, but you know, if you're in this opportunity together and you're doing this thing with someone, so like you said with your manager, right? You have this relationship, they're your manager, they're your employee. That's not, it's actually not, you're right. It's not really an uncomfortable question. It's a proper question. Like, Hey, we've gotten here and you told me, you know, you wanted to do this and we did it. So are we there now? You're Can right. we buy it? We're going to the next stage here. Are you doing something else? Like, yeah, it's kind of almost, it's almost okay. And you kind of come to terms with that. You're like, uh, it is uncomfortable at first, but these are the proper questions to be asking. Otherwise we're just wasting each other's time. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that customer and I used to be a buyer, right? IT buyer, vendor management. And at first you want to be real secretive as a customer. At least I did. So I kind of saw that like, well, I don't want to give my hand. But then I kind of realized, Hey, you know what? the more I give them exactly what I'm going for and what I'm trying to get to, the more I'm going to get that solution done. Right. Or know that, Hey, I'm not going to move forward with this solution anymore. So flip the side on this part, we're just helping that customer get there. Right. Hey, you told me you want to do this. This is what it takes. I hit all those boxes. So where are we at? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, whatever. I guess that's my, my pontification <laughs> for advice there. <laughs> I like that point. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. Look at the wisdom from Will. <laughs> oh, I try. I try. All, all my, all my real wisdom comes out when I'm drinking tequila. But I'll, I'll try okay, to. Okay, so we're, we're gonna have a drinking episode. We'll bring back all the episode. We'll make you and uh, somebody else. We'll have a little group. Okay. Little <laughs> power. Uh, <laughs> so is that you didn't use Veeam before either, right? So that again, you were just no, going down the line, and you're like, "Se, se, se." There's an opening. Let me go check out this company, or. No, I did. That was actually, I'm glad that's a, that's another great story. So, um, wait, when I was at Baylor, um, same place we were doing the UCS, um, 
uh, install. I did quite a few projects there. We overhauled everything there. But uh, yeah, so uh, when I started there, they used Legato. So they were, it was all tape backups. Okay. And uh, I had a manager, Steve Young, super, super cool guy, um, really believed in me. That's the first manager driver. And, and that's another thing I'll tell you is when you have a manager that believes in you, man, you've got to stick to them, right? And get, because uh, Steve got a lot more out of me than I knew I was capable of. He used to come in and be like, man, you're, you know, he's like, man, you, you take shortcuts, right? Um, not to go off on a tangent, but he used to tell me, he was like, man, you like to take shortcuts. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, you know, you know, because like we did like this DNS thing and I forgot on some of the servers to swap the DNS and we had applications going down. It wasn't my fault, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he, so and, you know, he, he, exactly. He was telling me, he was like, well, you know, if you would have wrote that out, you would have known. And he's like, you know, but I noticed that you jumped right in it because you didn't want to waste your time to document it. And that's the reason why, you know, we had these outages or whatever. So, you know, really good guy used to call me on my BS, you know, so it make me own it, you know, and he didn't do it in a way that was disrespectful. So he would like talk to me real calm, real slow and trap me. And it was funny because I used to hate going to his office because I could never tell if we were just having a conversation or if he was walking me in a trap. So it was like this. <laughs> deadly little chess game right where i was scared to answer you know oh well you know what you're thinking about why we should do this and i'm like crap i was like did i mess something up where where yeah. we you know bring you know smoking yeah because yeah, i can't figure out what the what his chess move was but he used to all walk me these booby traps they're really good because it, it forced me but he's making to, you think about it right he was like having you like hey this is why I'm telling you this? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and he made me say the negative thing before him so I couldn't, you know, play the victim, right? Like, oh, he's just picking on me because he walked me through it to where I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, um, whatever. But uh, I went off on a tangent there. But still, uh, I actually, the, to back to uh, the, the Veeam thing, though, uh, we had Legato. We had brought in. We were actually about to buy net back up. I went on vacation to Vegas with some buddies, came back. Veeam was in PC Magazine, so there's someone left a magazine on the back of my seat. I was reading about it, and on the thing, it was like, hey, free, you know, six sockets or whatever. Um, I downloaded it from their website on a Sunday night when I flew in. Sunday, went home, did some stuff, and then I was VPN in, just kind of checking stuff, trying to be ready for that that Monday. Right. Um, downloaded it, set it, set it up, uh, and had it up and working like the next day. And like when I went in that Monday, I think I spent four hours that morning configuring the backup jobs between, I think net backup came back out on Thursday and they were about to set their POC up. And I was telling Steve when, before that meeting, I was like, dude, check this beam stuff out. Right. And that when we tried, it was right when they came out with instant VM recovery. And I was like, okay. dude, watch this. Like yeah. I'm firing up VMs, right. And you can yeah. spin them up with different IPs. So you still had the original one up here. And I was like, dude, you know, and this is when we used to spin them up, crack them open and do like file level recoveries off of them and different stuff like that. Those were the tricks before they actually added it in. Yep. And um, yep. yeah, the application, so. Were the applications out there too? Because I came in around the, six, five as a customer. And it was still a separate app. Even when that came out, you had to like pop it up and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, we had a meeting and it was dirt cheap. And uh, when he saw that, because he was like, hey, before we're going to pull this PO for net backup, let's get the Veeam guys in. Um, right. They came in, quoted it out and uh, it was dirty cheap. Then right. That last problem everybody had, he was like, hey, what are we going to do for our physicals? Because we were like 70 percent virtual. Uh, we had yeah, like yeah. Uh, some medical applications come on their own servers. Right. And we have to back them up and we can't virtualize those. 
so it was like I, I used some uh, storage craft. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but they were cheap too. But you could do physical backup. Yeah. So it was like, hey, Veeam and storage craft, and that was our our backup solution that we paired together and kind of knocked craft. it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so when I went to Veeam, that was that was uh, so kind of like I was telling you. So when I was at Amerisource, um, Austin, who was the my pre-sales SE, was like, man, let's come to EMC. He was like. I can't get, cause he was an enterprise. That was an enterprise account. He's like, you can't start out an enterprise like from a customer. He's like, it'll, it'll probably be commercial, lower class commercial. Um, but this was like post the Dell merger when they, when they merged. Um, and uh, uh, I just heard a lot. There were a lot of people who were quitting and I heard a lot of bad stuff. And then that Veeam roll popped up and it was just kind of like, it was meant to be like, I wasn't even searching for a pre-sales engineer job. I just happened to be on LinkedIn yeah. and it like popped up, like, you know how it recommends jobs yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, Hey, you should. And I was like, yes, I should apply yeah. for this job. Right. <laughs> LinkedIn. It's the AI and, uh, knows, man. The AI knows. Exactly. And that's, the rest of it was history. That's all, That's kind of how I fell in Veeam too. Not to kind of derail it too much. I had an, a problem with the backup. Something didn't get restored, even though it said it was there. And I went to my admin and I said, we need a new backup. And he said, the internet seems to like this Veeam. And I said, call him. <laughs> like, <let's... laughs> and I did. I had it downloaded. And, uh, you know, I used to like to tell that as an SE too. And I was that guy like you. I just configured it. it took right. me six months to realize you got to do, you know, application consistent jobs and all that sort of thing. So I, I made mistakes. Um, but yeah, it was easy. It was easy to get in there. It was easy to run. And, and yeah, and all the stuff. I didn't have instant VM recovery before that or application yeah. level restore like that yeah i was pretty excited so carrying that into se and i would assume that's for you because you had that experience it was like hey i can talk about this because it wowed me and saved me and i have stories where it used to be terrible I, yeah. I, I go back to tape days too i've lost domain controllers whole domains <laughs> i've been i've been in those trenches so you know hey this is how it's gonna change your life mr customer so you know those stories come along so those experiences i think help in an se role exactly again i do too that's also my fear in the se role because what happens right because we're we're all kind of signed we're all kind of well chris i know you've been doing this for a lot longer on this side of the house because you did bars and whatnot is uh my fear is what happens like 10 years from now when i don't have stories right because like I, I think me and Zane, me and you might have talked about this, like like the cloud native wave, right? That's a whole new version of IT yeah. I can't relate to. So when I when they talk about those problems, I can I, I can feel the pain though because I can still imagine, you know, yeah, yeah, if, you break if it down. I was in it, yeah. But but I don't have the personal experience like I like I have with you know most core IT you know applications, um, and and that's all. That's my fear now is like, hey. You know what happens when I turn into the ten-year, the fifteen-year, you know, SE vet, yeah. right? But I'm out of touch, you know, yeah. because I've, you know, we've all met some of those pre-sales engineers who, you know, I, I, you know, I met a guy who didn't even know how VMware worked. You know, wow. he had been doing this so long, he had never yeah. had his hands like, on it's the a fad. With VMware. He's like, it's a fad. It's not going anywhere. Okay, buddy. exactly. The the guy, and I'll, I won't say his name, but he worked at Veeam, and I was like, dude, Veeam is like. VMware is like number one backup product. How do you, you never had your hands on the keyboard? You're like a pre-sales engineer. So you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I just don't want to be that, that 15 year guy who's like unrelatable. So I've got to, I got to figure something out about that, but that's my, that's my fear in career growth. Yeah, right. Is I like you put it that way. I mean, we've talked, I think in previous shows about how those of us that have been on here, 
we we always want to learn what's latest you know and know what's new keep getting better smarter we take classes or certifications so it's interesting you just came at it from the other you know like i don't want to be that guy that doesn't know about it in 10 years right so you'll probably keep up with some stuff yeah which is also the kind of you know that i mean we're all se's granted we work for the same company now but um there's SCs in all sorts of fields as well, right? That's another thing that you, you pick, like, you not to go necessarily back to our company, but it's a storage company. But I really, I'm not as scared about that because it's where we do a lot of the newer, we, I mean, people might say we're a storage company, but there's a lot of cloud and there's containers right. and all this other stuff that's really cool and upcoming that I'm excited to keep learning as well, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's been important to me as a as an SE role. Only been in two companies, but that, Again, I the first one I could tell the story because I did it. Second one I liked. I like the same perspective is oh, big picture, world's going this way. It seems I don't think it's gonna be a hundred percent one way or the other. I really believe in the hybrid story, at least for the near future. But what's that gonna look oh, like, yeah. and what companies are fighting that, <laughs> or just yeah. doing what they can <laughs> in this world, or what what are trying to get on that train, right? So as you pick roles. I mean, to your point, I mean, you, that first one, you almost have to just get in, right? And it's it's yeah. it's great that I got in a company that I I, I like talking about. You too had some experience with, yeah. Uh, but yeah, as you as you move forward, and it's probably important to note as you do age, and you get away from the keyboard. I've been away for almost. I mean, you know, we do labs and things, but I haven't yeah. turned a. What my old rep say? Turned a. Uh, used the keyboard to turn to wrench in anger. That's what he used to say. He used to <laughs> he used to turn wrenches in anger. He's been there. I haven't done that in almost six years. <laughs> uh, I have to like kind of look holistically at the or, uh, at the world and where I think it's going and then find companies that are trying to fit that niche or, you know, will, will help me on that journey so that I can be relevant. Yeah, I, I, I get that, though. I guess yeah. you just have to have the role where you're just talking about it and you're helping people get there and you're not having to actually do it anymore. And uh, that helps. Exactly. Though I don't know, I'm the guy that spends hours on his own time just configuring it, just so I know how it works too. Though, but so you know, yeah. But that's that's, well, that's, a, that's a sickness. But yeah, <laughs> that's but that's a, that's a good sickness to have, right? Because I I'm I'm a right. I like to silo things in my mind. That's how I kind of understand the chessboard of life, so to say. Yeah. Right. So I I have uh, I, I I like when I tell people about the sell side, right? Engineers, I I kind of told you what people think and. Uh, how, oh, you guys just get paid to do nothing. You guys just show up and do a demo, which yeah. is super easy of the jobs, you know. But Happy I'm like, hours. no, this is this is this is the you know, this is the cream of the crop, right? When you're when you're dealing with pre-sales SEs, these are the cream of the crops, right? Because one, you got to be self-motivated. Um, you know, one, you've got to be super smart. You've got to force yourself to if you really want to be successful in this job, especially as an SE, right? You've got to force yourself to study things outside of what the company is requiring you to study. You know, if you yeah, want to yeah. stay relevant with upcoming technology, because they're going to want you to study things about what new products the company's releasing so you can talk about them. But yeah, can you tie those to what's actually going on with IT? And the only way you can do it right is back to the part that I hated was all that study. <laughs> that right, right, right. But like you so said, you even in IT, you you could, oh, I kind of know about that. So I think I could connect these two things. And then you at least you know where to dive or whom to ask. <laughs> That's the other part, right? That's the networking part. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's right. Good point. It's a lot yeah. of self-study and motivation. That is true. That is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Nobody's really uh, saying do this. They're just telling you when you haven't done it. So 
Exactly. You've got to stay ahead of that curve. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the IT help desk days, right? We just got a ticket, finish ticket, wait for next ticket. It's, uh, yeah, hey, what am I going to do next? Um, Yeah, that was, that's awesome, Will. Um, I don't know if if we actually had you share what your current role is right now, if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we keep alluding to the company. I think we got that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pure storage. So uh, I'm a commercial sales engineer. I cover uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, and Arkansas. So I've got two reps that I cover. One's got Dallas accounts. Actually, my Arkansas rep has uh, probably about 20 Dallas accounts as well, but she mainly focuses on Arkansas. Um, I've been pure. Where are we at now? We're in August. It's been about a year and a half. So I started February last year. Right before, uh, you know, the world ended and the zombies took over, yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, so that's the, the real BC, right? I started here before COVID, you know, but a lot of people started during COVID too, that I know up here and Chris and I yeah. started yeah, still during it, I guess, uh, when we thought the yeah. end was here and well, that wasn't necessarily yeah, the case Did you yet, go but... off to a new hire training? Were you actually still traveling then or? Yes. So funny story. I, <laughs> I took this job at our kickoff. Yeah. That was last time I saw you. It was Atlanta. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was, I was running around like, man, you know, cause at V we were like family. I'm hugging everybody crazy. Everybody's like, man, what's wrong? Will, why is he hugging people? I didn't want to let anybody know. I was like that, that was the, yeah. I was right out. I was sad, man. That was a that was a hard move to make, man. Because yeah. uh, we we built like a like a family over there. Um, but uh, it was it was hard to leave there. But um, yeah, so I left there kickoff, turned around, and was home for a week, and then had to go to Pierce kickoff. And like, oh wow, so you made it one. sounds fun, but okay. yeah. But it, even though I did two days of of beans, and then you know I had to go to the new hire, which was before the kickoff. So I was in San Francisco from like Sunday until oh, no. friday and it was just it was brutal i'm not gonna lie we, d- doing two kickoffs you know kickoffs are brutal by themselves right so sure. doing two of those yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right? you're, you're done you're over it when at the end of those they're fun there's a lot of yeah. people you don't see and i'm gonna miss you know uh it was hard to leave veen for me too but oh, i'm gonna yeah. miss seeing those people again but uh but yeah you're right they're they're hard yeah. it's uh up late or up late up early exactly. <laughs> just just yeah. up Again, going back to that, you got to be on. <laughs> no matter how you feel, you got to be on. And it was, yeah. So, yeah, a year, so about a year and a half now. It's flown by. Uh, I can't complain, man. It was a good. I there were times in the beginning, you know, some of that was COVID. I wondered, right, because I had seen I had seniority down in Tola, right, because when uh, there was a lot of turnover at Veeam, so I quickly became like the, you know, the most senior guy in in Tola. So it was like, hey. Um, it was kind of cool to be the guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then now you, you know, when you jump in now, you're that, you know, you're a small fish in a big pond now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and Zane, I think me and you offline have talked about that too, right? Oh my yeah. God. You know, I don't know anything. I've got to start from scratch. Right. And that whole feeling that you go from, you know, oh man, I've got to, you know, refill the pot with new knowledge, you know, so I can make myself valuable again. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, you know, doing that, but it's the, the, I'd say the first six months here were, were a little because of some of that and then COVID made it hard to meet, you know, I was worried about, you know, whether or not I was about to get fired. Did I make a mistake? You know, do they even need us? Because if we're not selling anything because of COVID, why are they, you know, yeah. keeping the head count, 
but you know, luckily it turned around and why did I leave you know, my job? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, well, that's true of uh, any change, right? I mean, it's just it's funny. It's probably amplified now. Like you said, exactly. in the IT, you were ready to throw up. I don't want this one anymore. I'm gonna do this next one. Now we're kind of like, well, I liked that other job. I didn't hate it. I just new challenge and am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was like you're going from hundred miles an hour. I think Chris hears me say this every day. It's like it was hundred miles an hour to zero. <laughs> it's like, well, and I get it. There's a break, right? So in my my experience, uh, it'll get back up to hundred miles an hour. So I should probably enjoy yeah. it while I can. But um, yeah, but yeah, it is it is a weird transition. Yeah. It's it kind is. of abrupt. It is. Yeah. I get you. I get you. But you got you got to see people in person. That's that's a whole kind of perspective we can take some point. Chris. Chris and I started during COVID. I I know well, I know Chris, but I haven't seen you since COVID. Um <laughs> just, I mean not in person, just yeah, virtually a lot of this, yeah. Um I do have a coworker. Well we'll have him on eventually, I think. Uh that is on my team that I do see because he's 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 local. Um, I've actually been into the office out here for for Pierre. There's nobody really in it, but I've been there. It's open. (laughs) So I kind of feel like we've returned, but at the same time, yeah, man, we, I was seeing everybody, right? I mean, it was, it's, it's been different. So at least you got a little bit of that. That's pretty cool. Camaraderie is fun for sure. Yeah. Well, well, awesome. Will. uh, this has been awesome. Any, any last minute thoughts or anything you left out before we, yeah let me tell i'm gonna tell my my horror story yeah i was gonna um, say we, yeah. we 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 like to ask we, we just started this i think in our last well somebody else very gave us the idea um kind of a, I guess your biggest mess up in it or your horror yeah. story yeah if you have one yeah. of those um, so i'll yeah, uh awesome. talk it, it, it happened when i was at baylor um oh. like i said we we did a complete data center refresh there um during the uh, uh data center refresh uh, we were doing, we were placing old, uh, we had uh, AX150s and CX3, uh, 3, 320s, the, the older storage rays. We were putting some VNXs in. Um, and uh, during the process of it, right, I was changing some network switches, right? We were getting ready to do the, you know, the whole route where you take, instead of rezoning everything, you take half of your pass, you put in the existing fabric, and then you can V motion yeah. VMs over. Yeah. Um, and I was segmenting some hosts on a on a on a different network because um, we had a UCS refresh that, or we were putting in the UCS around the same time. They had to, you know, make some network configurations. Now, back then, I thought I was like the king, untouchable, right? My ego every once in a while flares up. I'm like, man, I'm the smartest guy in the world, right? So, like the night before, you know, because we had vendors, I wanted to show off and yeah. show them how yeah. good I was, right? Yeah. Make a good impression. I built out this whole script, right? How it's going to change all these network ports, right? It, it does all this stuff, and it was a PowerShell script that ran a tickle script on on the uh, the uh, uh, 3750s that we had, and then we had a 400 4000 series uh, uh, network switch. Switches. And yeah, so I uh, so they get there and they're like, "Hey, Will, we need you to you know activate." I was like, "All right, cool." Bam, hit the button. I'm like, "Yeah, there we go." Um, then like a light flickers in the building i was like man that light flicker and then like (laughs) i have no i have no internet on my laptop what's going on my laptop then the the two consultants that were there were like hey man we just lost internet i was like okay my cell phone starts ringing um keep in mind we're in a hospital yeah so one of the nurses calls me from the NICU oh no and says hey i'm locked 
in the room, I can't get out. I was like, what do you mean you're locked in your room, can't get out? She's like, I'm locked in your room, can't get out. Because in the hospital, they had those magnetic doors. Yeah. But the when I ran the script, part of it was supposed to erase the config and put a new config and do and then do a you know config save. Um, but it erased it and didn't put the new config in. Uh-huh. It erased all the switch. Everything went down. The hospital went down. Dude. People were locked in sections of the hospital. <laughs> it took me an hour before I got to our <laughs> server room because there was nothing to open these magnets. So we're locked in these sections. <laughs> oh, wow. And I'm trying to call the maintenance guy. My phone's blowing up. Everybody oh, in the hospital no. was, was calling. Anyways, long story short, this is an 18-hour outage. That I called by the time we got everything back up because keep in mind our our store so we had an Oracle environment that was running on the physical servers. Well, these are old AX150 that that it's connected to physical or on a physical Windows or Windows Oracle box connected yeah. to a SAN environment with with volume provision. Well, what happens when you just pull the power on this on 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 the SAN, right? In old SAN technology, not not pure storage technology, yeah, right. old SAN, right? Yeah. So, so we didn't stop <laughs> IO before it's gone, right? So there's corruption. When that yeah. Oracle box come up, we we had to restore uh, to get oh, that to come man. back up. It was a disaster. It was a I was cleaning up for a week, and then on top of that, imagine when you're because that 18 hour outage, they had to send people home, like on the because yeah. because in the billing side you can't do any work. The internet's down. You everything was voice over IP, so the phones didn't work in their department. <laughs> so. You've got these, you've got these, these aren't salaried employees. You've got hourly now. employees. Yeah. yeah, that's like, it's not funny. Yeah, you got hourly employees who had to go home yeah. because we had to sit there and get the environment back up and running after we had, well, and the, the, you know, the nurses, of course, they can't go home, but they had to go to paper charting, right? And this is when Obama was and every, all the e-charts and all that stuff with the big push about, yeah. Getting, yeah. you know, moving forward. Um, and I think we're in meaningful use t- phase two, already on that right so they had you know some of these nurses were like oh uh, paper chart how does this work it's a fucking pen in the paper like right like, <laughs> you write it you know you yeah, it. My, my head is blowing up because i'm i've got like, I've really got CEO, yeah my, my, our ceo is like calling me like all he wants to, yeah. i can't get an email like the whole hospital can't get an email like i tried to get to the, yeah. the switch room so I can, you know, import the last game. It, it was a nightmare. I mean, like a true nightmare. And the worst part about it is the repercussions. Because like I said, once we got everything up, fixing, working, right, you know, you dust yourself off, right, and you, you got to go back. But the looks I would get when I would go to lunch and I'd walk out of my little hole in the IT room and people would be like, oh, that's the guy that cost me $100 because I couldn't work for a day and a half. <laughs> right? That's, that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, yeah, you so just got to, to like, see the impact of your <laughs> nothing, nothing like automation to take a place down in a hurry, right? Exactly. Dude, yeah, you oh, pulled like a wow. reverse uh, Jurassic Park there, where you're like <laughs> locking, <laughs> locking doors down, <laughs> opening them all up. <laughs> what did I do? DDoS attack. Exactly. Wow, Still man, not. that's that's worse. That's worse than a pitcher seeing a guy hit a home run off his pitch. That's <laughs> I can see the whole organization <laughs> because it's one mistake. Hey, but it gives you perspective, right? What one action or a vulnerability an IT admin has, uh, how exactly. it ripples through an organization, right? When one one thing doesn't go right, or you're not able to, yeah, quickly get back and running on something. Wow, exactly. Oh, yeah, wow, that was a that's... nightmare. Glad to be past that now. So yeah, that, that's that's that. before 
No, you were somewhere else before Veeam. I was, I was say. That's way back. That's yeah. the same company I had when I first started yeah. at Veeam because yeah. we did a lot of great work there. That was 2013 when all of that happened. And, uh, and that's why I told you, that's why I worked for my director with Steve Young and uh, each because like I said, when I came in and you guys know the old terms, right? They, they call them, you know, if you do things ad hoc, they used to call you a cowboy. Did, yeah. did y'all have that term? Uh, yeah, cowboy or a too. maverick. Yeah, or, maverick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, and, you know, and that's what all the coaching and, and all of our one-on-ones was him talking me out of being a cowboy. Cause he was, you know, <laughs> it was in there. You just gotta, and that was part of why, you know, I write things down now. I, I, I take it, you know, one, I don't really do that stuff anymore because I'm in, in, in sales now. But when I got past that, right, I used to implement, you know, test dev environments to like practice those scripts on where I'm not going to rip apart a whole network. And, you know, and, yeah. you know, yeah. but, you know, he, he coached me and got me through that was like, hey, man, this is the reason why you document what you're going to do. Right. You test, you document, you test, you document. So that way, you know what the ramble, you know, because when you yeah. test, you'll come to find things that it's natural for a human being who's got kids, you've got life, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. might've got Pretty cut off by somebody driving into work and you know, you can't think clearly, right. Cause you're still yeah. ticked off cause you could have gotten a wreck. Right. And so there's always things that as humans, right. We're going to miss. And that's, you know, one of yeah. the things we used to always talk me out through. So that's why they have tests, man. Exactly. Hey, you live through it though. <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, I've that been was, in some, but that's, that's a big impact. Wow. I know. And I, uh, dude, I, yeah, I never thought I would be able to laugh about that. That was for a long time. That no. was the single most embarrassing. Like I used to go to like the, the local V mugs and, you know, people would share the war stories and I was so embarrassed about it. People, Oh, Will, what, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, uh, oh, I've never, I've never touched oh, anything. Yeah, I've perfect. never touched anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't want to either for, uh, we're just going to get past that. Wow. exactly yeah. all right no that's that's a great one i you know i think it's important in these people listen to it to hear that right the mess ups along the way so it'd be interesting when we have people that didn't come from it what they say but uh so i appreciate you sharing that here being big i guess you know enough yeah. times passed but still that's a big one <laughs> yes it was <laughs> oh we uh yeah, Those nurses I, I wanted think. to kill me, man. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. I've, uh, I was, I was once in a data center. I, I didn't share this last time, but uh, it was a mess. I didn't set this network up. I had to change some cabling, and there's some cable that was there. I don't know why I plugged. It ended up being a loop. I made a loop on this like network segment, and I was doing it, and people were like, "Hey, everything's down." I was like, "Oh, what the?" And then I realized, like, I again, I was trying to clean this data center up, and I was like slowly moving things over, and they were just cables that shouldn't have been but i hadn't identified everything yet and yeah, yeah i plugged some switches i i created a loop i started getting um you know ports started shutting down right oh wow and uh yeah <laughs> you realize that You're like well this cable's gotta go or this patch plan's but wrong yeah. yeah i i found so many things like that in networks i found cables that go through it doesn't just and, add redundancy if you pl- connect the two switches together no i had a what is that? S S S S F P is that what I'm trying? Not S P spanning S-T-P, tree. Spanning tree. Spanning tree. Yeah. Know, yeah. Spanning tree. God, I'm already forgetting that. Yeah. Yeah. It was just looping traffic. I think it was basically plugging back into itself. I can't remember all the details. I just remember it was a really a mess network. I, I was from a place where I did I did MSP for a while. So I saw a lot of smaller, medium, smaller businesses 
that were a wreck and now they need some brake fix. Um, and uh, yeah, you'd find those things. I found cables that would go through data center. Some reason the cable would come through the switch room and then leave it. I'm like, well, where's that going? Like all of a sudden it was just <laughs> offline over here and we have no idea where it goes in this building. <laughs> like, the hell ran this thing. Like, Guess we're running new lines. <laughs> so yeah, I've seen a lot of mess. Yeah. 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 People try stuff on their own on the smaller side and then, um, and then call you in when it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so new time Maybe sometimes I'll share that. One of the jobs I took, and I'll end it on that, is uh, I wanted to run a dev- I was like, I'm going to go in, and I know this place is a mess, and I'm going to make it better, um, and I'm going to run it. And then I, uh, yeah, only took a couple of years of that before. I was like, all right, I only got so far. The next guy's going to have to do the rest. <laughs> <laughs> only give me so much money and time, and yeah. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Yeah, IT's fun oh, yeah. again. Challenge. I'm like you, Will. I like the challenge. So, yeah, yeah. Well, the only thing that never gets old. Yeah, exactly. Right, a challenge. Well, well I appreciate. Uh, yeah. yeah, we appreciate your time, Will. Um, that's a great story. It's very helpful. It's good to see you. I guess we'll say see you. Definitely. Maybe, I'm maybe hoping we'll... my my fingers are crossed. In person kickoff, maybe this year. Yeah. Maybe. Or yeah, hopefully next year. Oh yeah. yeah it's, well, yeah, in February, this yeah. coming February, yeah. That'd be yeah, great that'd be, to see people. That'd again. be nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'll yeah. be coming down your way since I don't really cover that region. Maybe Chris, but uh, but definitely, definitely get together for the in place in person kickoff. That'd be yeah, awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. We're gonna start a little uh, Veeam alumni association. <laughs> we we need you need to do it. Speaking of, if y'all ever get Rolo on an episode, man, let me know, man. I'd like I, to be a fly on the wall on that one. I like the challenge there. I'm gonna make him listen to this episode. I asked Rolo. He 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 actually texted me yesterday. He uh he, he seemed apprehensive about it. I think uh yeah, maybe he's, maybe he's we'll talk to him. He he'd be he great. Would be, yeah. yeah, he would be great. Rolo's uh yeah. yeah, he's a ball of fun. Yeah, oh well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all like Rolando. East Coast flavor there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I like that. You, I like the challenge. I'm going to put it. Name, didn't you? East Coast Rolo. I might have. I don't know. I think yeah. uh, DJ Rolo is DJ. what Brad used to call him. And I don't know if okay. I, think, I think him and Brad used to DJ before. Like, I think they were like wedding DJs. I know Brad was. Brad being okay. a manager. Did you work for Brad? I forgive you work for Brad, but for everybody yeah, else, you're listening, Brad somebody that we worked with at Veeam. Yeah. Yeah. We were on the same team with Brad. I think we That's all right. worked for okay. Brad. Didn't we? That's right. I remember we were on the same team. It was under Brad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think he's called DJ Rolo. So I might have, I might have added to that. I like it. I like yeah. the guy throwing down the challenge. I'm gonna tell him, hey, you got this episode. Yeah. Will calls you up, man. You gotta, you gotta come on. Come on, Rolando. Up to the plate. Yeah. Yeah, it's on this <laughs> All right. I like well, it. Thank, thank you guys, and uh, thanks to anyone that uh, stuck through the whole, the whole time here. Will it was awesome. I every time we start doing one of these, I'm like, oh man, we're this is going to be short, and now we're well over an hour. Right. <laughs> we, just, we just get rolling in this stuff. So thank you, man. It was interesting. Makes the time go by yeah. fast. Yeah. That was yeah. Some stuff. Yeah. Let me know when you guys post it, man, so I can grab it, man. I'll shoot it out. Yeah. Uh, where are you guys posting it, like on LinkedIn, or are you just grassroots in it? Grassrooting it or what? Uh, we, we have it on a few podcast channels, but uh, Apple okay. Podcasts, yeah. it's there. It's there now. That's a good point to point, point out. Yeah, yeah, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google. Uh, we'll put this the video on YouTube. It's on YouTube. People like the video as well. So we have a YouTube. We do an RSS feed, feed it into some podcast. Uh, Yeah. We're, we're, we're kind of experimenting with that. I think that's part of this whole experiment. And when we first started, we talk about the tech we're using is what is that is, is, Hey, we're using this app. 
we're trying this out. So anybody yep. out there wants to give us more suggestions on how to get the podcast more widely adopted, uh, we're open to it, but that, that's where we're at today. <laughs> yep. nice, nice. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll loop you in. All right. Well, thank you, Will. And Appreciate thank you, it, guys. Thanks, everyone. Until everyone next time. Have a, until next time. All right.